Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched so many things this week. We started off with the Book of Boba Fett, Episode 3. We also watched the brand new trailer for Moon Knight, which is going to be a new Marvel series on Disney+. Then we watched the first three episodes of Peacemaker, which is the new DC Comics series on HBO Max. Lots of streaming services this week. And then finally, we rounded things out with Season 2 of Cheer on Netflix. So, spoiler alert for Book of Boba Fett, Episode 3. Spoiler alert for the first three episodes of Peacemaker. And then mild spoiler alert for Cheer Season 2. We don't actually give away explicitly who wins because one of us had not seen the entirety of the season. So if you haven't finished it yet, you're good to go there still. A little bit of a content warning, though, because we do talk pretty extensively about the circumstances with Jerry from Season 1 and unfortunately the child sexual abuse, and we don't go into too much explicit detail, but uh, you know it is something that the show has to reckon with and we reckon with in our discussion, so just a heads up on that. And then be sure to stay tuned after our main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points, and without further ado, here's We're Watching What? All right, we are here. We are Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 3. I'm going to guess you were both still enjoying it. <laughs> I'm going to guess Matt was very happy this episode, as per usual. Yeah, I remain pretty happy. Yeah, you know, as, as always, as always, there's stuff I think is silly. The biker gang is dumb. I got to You know, the speeders were stupid. The speeder chase was like, you know, but overall, I'm, I'm digging where I feel the story is going. Jackie, are you still now in your enlightened phase of enjoying it? Yeah, I still had a good time. I mean, I think this episode was weaker than the last one in the sense that I thought a lot of the action was really boring, but I tend to think most action is pretty boring, so... Mm. normal thing for me yeah I, I struggled this week which probably is not a surprise based on my initial that's I was like, have you, has there been a time you haven't struggled that's true <laughs> that's I really am I'm, I, this show is tough for me like I, you know that speeder chase was it might have well been rascal scooters just you know it, it the, the pacing just felt off like it didn't feel high stakes to me I don't know what they're trying to do like I get conceptually I like what the show is trying to do in many senses in that it's trying to tell the stories that you know I, I think we're leaning into sort of the Maori culture here or at least you know indigenous peoples and I think something that is is a common thread amongst a lot of indigenous peoples is a connection to nature and creatures and animals and so like with the Rancor for example I get what we're trying to do here I just don't love the execution of it and, you know, the, the all the stuff with the sand people and all that stuff, like, I was like, I, I know what we're trying to represent, but I, I just don't know if, for me, it's doing it. Yeah, no, I could, I could see that. I, I think part of it, too, that I'm loving is things like the Ray Corps, where I totally see that perspective on it. It's also something where it's doing things that in the bigger Star Wars, the bigger scheme of the Star Wars stories happen. Mm-hmm. And we don't ever really get to see much of because we're so focused on Jedi and, and Luke Skywalker. And so I'm really enjoying that part of it. And I am, I mean, I am so ready to see this man riding this Rancor. Rancors are are like the Balrogs of, of Middle Earth, uh, you know, first stage wars. Like where it's like they are just out there in the wars and the battles and whatever. And people, you know, fighting for a side. And I, I love a battle Rancor. We've seen it in comics. We've seen it in other books and stuff. And I just like... I'm so excited about that, but, but I, I do. And then, you know, that's, you know, pandering to somebody who just wants to see something, you know, I'm a total fanboy right here, but it, I'm just like really eating that up. And I love the idea that we're exploring the crime syndicates more because they're really explored in 
other you know clone wars and rebels and mm-hmm. like you know ahsoka's book and things like that there are the, the syndicates and then also in solo uh are such a big threat to so much of the galaxy that the movies never seem except for solo really to explore yeah and it's something that solo set up that i was really really excited to explore that we didn't get to continue and i'm hoping we're continuing it here yeah, that's fair. I, I guess for me, it's just without the context, I don't feel the stakes, right? I'm just like, it's a bunch of more faceless people who I don't know that maybe I can get invested in. But, you know, it's – and I'm also not like a big mafia movie person, right? You know, this is in some senses an equivalent where it's like, cool, the houses or whatever are fighting and they're they're committing, you know, uh, sabotage against each other and all these things. I'm like, you know, it's fine. I can understand it. I can follow it. I just don't connect to it as much. With the Rancor, I will say the thing that got me – is Danny Trejo. I was like, all right, I do love Danny Trejo. And I'm happy for him that he's in Star Wars. He does not belong here necessarily, but neither did Steven Root. And we're just throwing everybody in this series. And you know what? Fine. Danny yeah, Trejo can Danny, stay. I figure Danny's just like good friends with Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's it was just like, oh, I want to, you know, he's like, hey, come do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm cool with it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was like, what the hell? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I totally hear that. And that's my thing is it's like, I cannot be unbiased about it. It's really yeah, hard. No, that's totally, it, yeah. It, you know, I, I, I could totally respect that side of it. You know, I, I talk to people who are also loving it. My, my dad's loving it. My sister's really enjoying it. They also love the animated shows hmm. and, and are, are familiar with these crime syndicates and stuff. So it's, it's one of those things where I, I don't really talk to a ton of people. I haven't really talked to people who are not invested in that world who haven't liked it or who have liked it, I guess. So it's mm-hmm. hard to, it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, maybe part of the reason why I'm starting to enjoy it more is that I, I've read, you know, a decent amount of the books and, and done some Clone Wars and done, you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it's possible that that thread is, you know, helping me get through. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Yeah, I mean, again, it's possible that this this is just like the subgenre within the Star Wars types of stories that I'm just not going to click with. And that's totally fine. I'm still going to end up watching it week after week. <laughs> still got you. <laughs> still got me. I can't not watch it. But, but you know, I, I just, I don't get the sense. And, and I, I could be very wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But, you know, when he inevitably rides the Rancor, which I'm sure he will, I'm not going to be like, yeah, Rancor, <laughs> you know? It's just, it's not quite, uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I still I, feel I, like he's a beat behind in all of his stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that. I stand a Rancor over here. I mean, I mentally was looking through my closet to try to pull it out, but I, I was thinking about it. I was like, I have my, my Rancor from the 90s and everything. <laughs> I have it with me. I've moved with it every time and I, I want to go find her. But, but yeah, I, uh. I, I agree with if you're saying beat behind, like kind of talking about Tamura. Yeah, yeah, his performance yeah. still. Is- I, I agree. I'm o- I'm okay with it. Uh, but I, my dad actually, I think I said this maybe last time. My dad pointed out his facial expressions when he's yeah, fighting, yeah. And I, I can't I can't not look at them. And speaking of all that, like the fight fights and action and stuff like that, I you know biker gang was like whatever. But I did really enjoy the scene with Black Chrysanthemum, and I liked that they actually named him and stuff and mm-hmm. referenced the gladiators and things like that. But I thought that scene was really fun. I did like that they all, you know, came in and fought him and tried to, you know, rescue Boba like that. Like, I, I thought that scene was exciting and I liked it. But that chunk from that through the Rancor arriving was, I thought, like the, the best part of the episode. And I thought that the whole thing was not as cohesive as all that was for me. But yeah. I was really mm-hmm. sad about the Tuscans. 
you know, we kind of, mm-hmm. we talked about it. It was either going to be, they're going to fight with them in the end. They're going to dune, gonna right. Out. Or they're going to, yeah. And, it's going to be a revenge story. Yeah. Sadly, they were, they were wiped and it feels, it felt kind of like a gut punch to me in a way, just because while you might be able to see it coming, it, it felt like we like, we're spending so much time with them in the previous two episodes to really care about them. And it's all just, it was for his development, of course, and to show as he's trying to like find a place where he belongs, but also just for that moment of finding them destroyed to like hit hard. It kind mm-hmm. of felt like it was all just for that, you know, <laughs> you know where I'm like, I, also feel, I felt like it was early on. More. Like, I feel like this is early, too early in his development as a character that we've, you know, this iteration of the character where yeah. we're seeing him as like, oh, okay. I would have liked if he went on his, his, his own version of a vision quest or whatever, like he's going on and, and he gets his armor back and everything. And then he comes and he's now trying to run this. And then while trying to run this. Mm-hmm. Something maybe he does in yeah yeah is responsible for them getting for, wiped yeah, out yeah not that this man needs more tragedy in his life but I think that mm-hmm. that would have been interesting like an interesting mm-hmm. story um, telling device but you know I we'll see I who knows we might get more I mean we we still haven't gotten not that we need every single minute of his life leading from there to here but we might still get more in flashbacks as far as what led him to kind of going to find Cobb Vance and get the armor things like that yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree that it needs more Finnick. It yeah. does, but I, I need her to, I need the writing to step up its game for her, is what I will say. I'm not going to blame her. I can see that. I yeah. refuse. I want more, <laughs> I want more, more Garza also. More. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, it, I really love her. The thing is, is, I get it. It's Tales of Boba Fett, it's, but it would be nice if they rounded out some of the other characters. I guess that is like, that's a good point in that that is something that maybe subconsciously I'm picking up on is that like, it doesn't matter if all these other crime syndicates come to town because this show is not called the book of other crime families, you know, or syndicates or whatever. This show is called the book of Boba Fett. So I, you know, unless they're going to do something very dramatic, which I would fully support, I get the sense that he's going to come out on top. So it's like, I don't, I don't really care how you do it. I guess if that all still kind of happens and he's coming out on top, it's still, I mean, it's kind of maybe watching him forming his own crime syndicate, which I guess we don't, we still don't know exactly what his intentions fully are. Like, I know he is planning on, he's there, okay, we're new in town, but like he hasn't named his syndicate. If he's yeah. making a syndicate, he hasn't like, you know, he's, it's, well, it's he, still he, trying to he's the, he says he he's doing. the whatever, like, you know, to use like Italian mob, he's like the dawn, you know, whatever right. this is. So it's, he's clearly not being like, we're going like clean with our business operations. Oh, totally. <laughs> but it's a thing where it's like, okay, yeah, you can go ahead and say that. But Jabba was part of the Hut clan, which is one of the five crime syndicates. And so it's like, Boba, you are not. So are you, you're, and he's not here saying, oh, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be now representing the Hut clan. Mm-hmm. So it's something where I'm kind of like, is he forming a new syndicate or is he thinking he can just be his own thing? You know, so it'd be yeah, interesting or, to see. Or is he going to try and take them all down? You know? Yeah, exactly. And if that's the case, and, and that's what I'm curious about, because obviously the Huts, obviously I don't think they can be totally trusted. I think Fennec's right when she says that, like, you know, of course they would love for their enemies to fight each other so that they can just, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But the Hut clan leading up to this point, at least per comics and everything, is largely wiped out. And Jabba was the last of it. I mean, the huts are a lot of your thing, but the yeah, clan yeah. being the syndicate. And so these two twins are new for the show. And so seeming like they're trying to step into the syndicate. I don't know what the huts are doing as far as their syndicate goes beyond these twins. But the pikes are like 
the slimiest, just like worst, in my opinion, of all the syndicates. And them coming in here, it's hard to say if the Huts are referencing them as the syndicate that it was promised to, or if it's like that's who the mayor is working with, so that's who we're seeing come, but we don't know. Yeah. It's just like who knows what's coming, and I'm, I right. have hopes. But yeah, I don't know. I'm here for it, but I, I receive the criticisms. I don't, I'm not like blind to the fact that like it could, it could be better or different, <laughs> you know? Right. But I also, I'm like, I don't know what the show could do differently that I'd be like, aha. <laughs> that's, that, that's the thing, right? Because it, at the end of the day, we are still watching a show about a character who did not necessarily need to be more fleshed out than he has been. Right. You know, a character that essentially was brought back from the dead specifically because he has an avid fan base. And so it's it's kind of one of those things where we were living in a world right now where it's just okay, who what everyone just wants to make the most content they can make for these different streaming services, so it comes down to this thing where you're like at what point do you decide that certain B characters, not to offend anybody about Boba, but B characters uh, do not need to be fleshed out more. Right. And that's an interesting line to draw. So this could be wrong, but according to the interwebs, it's only there's only two more episodes. It's a five episode seri- mini series. Oh wow! I assumed six or eight for some reason. But... That's what I assumed as well. Wow! Oh, I didn't huh. know five that. more. I mean, it could be wrong. You know, I don't. I don't know what this. Then is we only have two from. more episodes. Yeah. Okay. Wait. This. This is saying tomorrow's seven. is the penultimate. No, no, something else is saying seven. So let's, uh, okay. we'll take that away. That makes more sense to me because yeah. I was like, this story does not feel anywhere near. Right. I was like, oh, that'd be. I was like, this is a really small story. It's literally going to be Boba fighting the Pikes and then the Huts. Oh, wait. Okay. No, fe- <laughs> till like, February okay. 9th. So that gives us a couple more episodes. Four, four more. Four more. Oh. So seven. Yeah, that, make, that makes more sense yeah. to me. I was okay. like, yeah, I was like, I was, I also more was like, what? Holy shit. But like Google is only pulling. Well, yeah. Then we'd be more than halfway down. Like, ugh. Yeah. They I mean, yeah, pulled, I don't know. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, any parting thoughts on You know, I'm I I obviously I'm still very much looking forward to it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I hope it continues to grow and maybe at a more accelerated pace and I hope that it gets you. Yeah. I, I hope it goes faster than those space Vespas. Special <laughs> 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 scooters. I will say about the mayor's the mayor's assistant's whatever that guy's name is, his speeder. We, when looking at it with those weird Vespa things, I was like, I appreciate the I don't like the colors of the Vespas, but I appreciate the the style they're trying to go for and kind of like making them look kind of like classic cars in a way. Because I, again, I always I hear always tooting Solo's horn, but I really liked the designs of things like that in Solo. And I thought that the, the marketing aesthetic and everything being this retro kind of, I thought it was really fun and I was enjoying all of that. And this is giving me that vibe a little oh, bit. I, and- I felt like it was so out of place. Just, just with the sector of the world that we built now you know again there's plenty we've seen plenty of styles in in star yeah. wars so you know i but i'm just like i'm used to tatooine being like a shitty <laughs> sand planet yeah i guess i'm enjoying seeing better things on tatooine better sure. more rich looking things i really like garza's cantina i've said a thousand times it looks like the only place if you'd ever see air conditioning in, in tatooine <laughs> right. I, you would find me there all the time if i was on tatooine uh, so I'm enjoying that aspect of it. I think it's kind of fun. But the colors of the speeders, I, I mean, I would have also some designed reason, those a little differently. No, I, I mean, I like them, but I just feel like it felt incongruous to everything mm-hmm. else, which I think is sort of the point because they wanted to make themselves stand out as a gang or whatever. But mm. I also was kind of like, eh, I don't know. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I just think it would be hard for them who have been out of work for a really long time to somehow have gotten these expensive. Well, but this is also like, I'm like, who is the speeder dealer on Tatooine who's like, I'm going to hold on to these. Someday someone's going to buy these four cup matching. You know, like, they don't look like anything else. The thing is, is if like they had fixed them up themselves, which I could like kind of see, I just need them to be a little less pristine. Not just, I, I need them to be less yeah. cookie cut because they look, they are identical, right? And it's just yeah. like these people yeah. have, you know, made a point to modify themselves and, and, you know, put forth their individuality in a very extreme way. And yet they're all writing the exact same. Yeah, you know? and, right. yeah the uniform well, thing's very, interesting. Yeah. It felt okay. very like, I'm going, we want to sell some toys, which to be mm-hmm. fair, like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to, yeah, you know. Uh, the money, I the money aspect, too hard on it, you know. Or the, the fancy aspect didn't bother me as much because I felt like because these people are modifying themselves in these really high-tech ways, mm-hmm. we don't know everything about them. I'm like, they either come from some sort of big privilege background and they're just like bratty kids or they steal everything. They're mm-hmm. constantly like robbing, you know, or they're kind of working they were working for crime syndicates before for i have no idea we don't know where they're from but i was like the fact that they're like genetic they're modifying their bodies is like these people have money yeah. <laughs> or have had money yeah that's uh, yeah or or means. Yeah, maybe they, they got the means stranded they got stranded on tatooine somehow yeah. right that's valid but we'll see you know i don't know maybe we won't know much more about them maybe it won't matter maybe it'll be like the larpers and okay, <laughs> they're just there to serve a purpose it's not gonna yep. really matter nope. <laughs> you know? yeah that's true all right, well, moving on to other, I'm not going to call them B-list, but they're a little bit B-list probably in the in the co- current pantheon of Marvel characters that people are familiar with. Moon Knight trailer just dropped. What did you two think? Yeah, I thought it looked interesting. I will be the first to admit that I have very little knowledge about Moon Knight, so I have no idea how accurate or anything it was, but I was quite taken aback with Oscar Isaac's accent. Yeah. What is happening? Well, that's the thing is like I I heard him talk before this trailer like some months ago. I think oh, it was it was the D23 when like the Marvel like he talked a little in that trailer and I was like what is he As doing? Moon Knight? Yeah. And okay. I was like what is he doing? And I never and then I really didn't think about it too much until again today and I'm like, you know, he's the son of a rabbi but he's lives in he's born in Chicago, I think, or like Massachusetts. Some, he's somewhere. Something, yeah. He's in America. Like, he's born and raised in America. Right. Yes, yes. So I don't really know what's going on there. I don't like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just feels like he's trying to be unique in some weird way. Well, yeah. So I immediately, upon hearing, and, and the window of this is, like, it, the trailer dropped maybe, like, less than, you know, 45 minutes ago from us recording this. So I, as soon as I watched it, I was like, what is happening? So I started reading up on Moon Knight and... Uh, I guess the character has dissociative identity disorder. So I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be like, you know, he's in one of the other modes when he has the accent or one of the other, one of the other identities has come forward, you know, and then like the original one is Mark, who is the son of the rabbi and all the stuff and like pre-powered. Or not even powered. It sounds like he's not even like really powered, which is the thing. No, he doesn't really. He has. Yeah. I mean, I have like moderate knowledge of Moon Knight. I'm not, by no means an expert. I've read little. I've read some of it, but yeah. uh, and I've, I've encountered him here and there. But and then he, at one point, took on the mantle of Man Without Fear, which I was very upset about because that's <laughs> Daredevil, and I uh, will not have it any other way. But he's just like a normal guy, and then it's like he gets given 
his abilities because the you know the Greek god of the moon or the Egyptian god of the moon doesn't like they they're in a realm where they can't act on Earth, so he like influences this guy to do the things he wants, right? So it's it's this thing where the guy doesn't end up having any power except for he gives him like purpose so, and courage, or or no apparently right? like in kind of in, in the, the origin he brings him back from death or like you know but he's on sure, the verge yeah. of yeah. Well, and then I guess he's revived him a couple times. I was gonna say that's what that in the ones that I had read, that's what kind of was have, making me have a hard time. I love ancient Egypt, uh, you know, the gods and all this stuff. Like I find that yeah. part really cool. But what I had always a hard time with is I was reading this one. I forget who who it was the writer, but it's, he's a very well known writer. Um, but and every time he would get killed or close to death, uh, he would just get revived. And because it was just like, oh, okay. And then I was like, oh, so there are no stakes here at all. Like, I don't, so that was kind of hard for me. And so I never really got super, super, super into the character. I think he looks cool and I think it's neat and everything. I like that we see him in the trailer, like beating the crap out of a werewolf. Like, that's kind of fun. Like, we're going to see werewolves in the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is cool. But it, it just, I don't know. Like, yeah, he has like intuition and things. Yeah, but he's not like super powered. You know right. what I mean? So it's, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I but. think I think maybe I was conflating Moon Knight with um, Cloak occasionally. Mm, I can see that. You know, the costuming, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I always assumed, and like I played one of the Marvel games and I like really enjoyed playing as Moon Knight, I recall, but I don't remember what the powers were. I, I just assumed there were powers, but I guess it really is, you know, I was reading about it as like, it was sort of their version of Batman. Yeah. And that is just like, what if this person just, I don't, I didn't, he's not even super rich, it sounds like, but you know, which is. What if someone just fought a crime? Yeah, okay. no, it's just, yeah, it's very, sure. I mean, I think it confirms, I know we were, there's been a lot of speculation about Ethan Hawke being the baddie, but I think it confirmed, I, I think Yitz Perlman, who is a very popular, I know he's a big thing for, with Moon Knight, but he's been in the MCU, but he's a Nazi essentially, but oh. I think that's my guess for who he might be. I don't, I don't really know, just based on the trailer, like watching and it looked like he was, you know, I mean, he's decidedly white and people were bowing down to him and it just kind of felt okay we're kind of going there which uh, you know being that mark specter is of jewish descent or at least half i think or i don't remember but his father's a rabbi whatever i guess it makes sense for like the first big adversary he's kind of facing to be this this nazi guy and it's also unfortunately very prevalent still in today's yeah apparently the character is not only a nazi but they were hiding as a rabbi Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, right. Like it. Yeah, and I think I because I remember. I don't buy Ethan Hawke as a rabbi. <laughs> well, because I the 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 story that I that I read with in Moon Knight specifically with him is like they're like it was like an uncle or something or a friend yeah. of family or something, and he and you he find it gets found out he's a Nazi and it's very dramatic. But so I'm assuming that's probably it. But I I don't really know that Pro- that kind probably. of that kind of ends my uh, my speculations on it. That's really my knowledge. I don't really know much more. Jackie. I know nothing, but it looks fun to me. So excited to see how it goes. Yeah, it, it the the accent really worried me because I love Oscar Isaac, and also I'm like, I I get it because he does kind of look a little bit Jewish, but like you know his character in scenes from a marriage, I do recall that was a huge part of you know that the first episode was the one I watched where he talks about that being like his background, and then you know apparently Oscar Isaac was raised very very Christian, which no nothing wrong with that, right? But I'm like, yeah. Oh. We had a Jewish superhero. I had my chance, you know. Like, give me, give me that, give me one. Well, yeah, it just feels like why, why not find somebody who actually is? Yeah, 
but then I guess the, the their logic is probably like, well, there's four other identities, you know? Like, Oscar Isaac is also not a small girl. <laughs> so, like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how they're kind of... It did, read, reading about it, this is not to say that that's what the show is going to do. It also made me think of Legion. But I think that just has to do with mm. the, the uh, dissociative identity thing and there being, yeah. like multiple aspects and i again i don't know how it's going to manifest or if it isn't they're even going to address like there being more than two well yeah and it's interesting because my understanding with like and i'm not an expert by any means but i remember in psychology and talking a lot about dissociative identity disorder and dissociative amnesia and Mm -hmm. uh and and i could be wrong but i remember it in a way that was kind of more you have your recollection of certain things in your past, it, it, can, it can be spotty and different and you, you might play a different role in the recollection a lot of the time than you, than you did and stuff like that. But I, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not like an expert, but here it's like him having these different personalities. It seems like split personality stuff going on more than that. My, you know, but, but it's cause he like, he's going by Steven and he's like, why are you calling me Mark? And I was like, I, I know that, that's an alias of his or something. Stephen, I think I heard or something. I, I don't remember. But yes, but a billionaire like, businessman, Stephen Grant. But I've never like read. I I've never personally read a story of his where he didn't know who he was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. It seems like so. It, it, it seems like it's being tackled in a weird way to me. Well, it also seems like it just dramatically differed, like depending on who the author was, right? Sometimes it was, you know, and mm-hmm. they, 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 it flags that it was incorrectly referred to as schizophrenia. You know, that's not. I guess what we use as a term, but you know, sometimes it was, Oh, this was for, he actually, two of these personalities came forward in childhood or, Oh, this is like actually just trauma from this, that, you know, it's, it sounds like they just get to pick and choose what they want depending on who the author at the time is. And so the Disney plus show will get to pick and choose. I just didn't realize also it was coming up so quickly. Like it's, it's going to be March, March 30th. I think I saw. Yeah. But that's exciting. Yeah. You know, We'll see. I just, I don't, I don't want the Marvel to do Oscar Isaac dirty again. <laughs> uh, too soon. Looking All forward right, to well, it. Well, let's, let's shift to the other superhero universe with <laughs> Peacemaker. <laughs> I don't know why I get so much joy. What did you two was, think? I was going to say a, a B-level character getting a show. I'd talk about like a C-level character. I didn't even character. say a C-level character. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. No, I'll fully acknowledge that's like a, a D-level almost. <laughs> My expectations for this were probably in the in the gutter. Okay. Just not like, oh, it's going to be terrible, but just on the level of how much I don't care, mm-hmm. right? Going in, I mean, I, you, we talked about Suicide Squad. It wasn't my favorite thing. I think I get why people like it, but it wasn't like my favorite. It was fine. But yeah, uh, I also am not a big fan of John Cena as an actor. I think he serves his purpose, but I think it's so one note and it's just not him, especially in a mix with the James Gunn. I think it works well for what they want to do. It's just it's so sadly not my humor. Like mm-hmm. I didn't laugh one time in the show. And I oh mean, that. I, like, not even one time, but this is very, upsetting I, surprised, to me. I surprisingly enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Okay. <laughs> I just don't think it's very funny, but I, but okay. I, I think the story is interesting enough. All right, Jackie, um, you're fresh off of it. So, yeah, I mean, same. I don't think it's funny at all. I don't laugh at all. I think it's so sad. just, I, yeah, and and I mean, the story is interesting in the sense that I like kind of where they're going with it, but I find the humor so painful that I don't, I don't plan on watching more. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Matt, are, are you gonna watch more? I'll probably still watch it. I okay. I'm interested enough in the story 
at this point. And I, I actually do quite like the the blonde girl. Yeah, uh, she's cool. Amanda Waller. Oh, oh, uh, the you name. Mean, what, you I don't mean, know her name in the show. I don't remember. The like agent the person, right? The one that the, he has a crush on. That's hair. Jennifer Holland character, Amelia Harcourt. Oh, okay, yeah, Amelia. Yeah. Yeah. You I. Like her? Yeah, like I like her? her. I like her character because I she. The thing that's funny is I find I find her the most relatable. I think because she's the she is the person in this story who does not think that James Gunn's humor is funny. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I like her a lot. I'm surprised you. I think are annoying. I thought it. I'm so surprised that you find it surprising that she's cool because I liked her a lot. She was my favorite. She's. I mean, she was the one who cut through all the bullshit. Yeah, I'm annoyed that they're that they're setting up the fact that they're going to probably become an item because I just don't I don't I didn't want that for her. Uh huh. But I she deserves yeah, so I much like better. Yeah. Like, ew, he sucks. She doesn't do anything that's like she. The thing is, is, it, it, and I mean no disrespect to anyone who finds it funny. And Dana, I'm guessing you find it funny too. But I, I it's it's just a it's just a difference in taste as far as comedy yeah, yeah, goes yeah, for yeah. me. It's not that it's bad. I just it's just not my comedy. But it's something where a lot of kind of like how Jackie was saying, she finds it difficult with the you know when she gets embarrassed for people and, and yeah. shows whatever. There were moments that I was feeling that too a little bit, like moments like where he's singing and dancing in his underwear before mm-hmm. the butterfly lady tries to get him. Like honestly, even like the opening title, it was just was like it's a thing where it's like <laughs> I I kind of like cover my face a little bit because I'm like oh god, like this is just so dumb. Like the like doing this and it's like it's the kind of physical humor that it's like, Oh, you're doing this for the laugh. And if you don't get it, I feel awkward for you. Like if I was in a, if I was sitting there and it was live and I'm not laughing, I feel awkward because you yeah. failing at your humor. I just, it, yeah, know, whenever, so like, weird. yeah, whenever I can tell it's supposed to be funny, but I'm not mm-hmm. finding it. So I'm so deeply embarrassed that like, mm. I can't, I don't, <laughs> I'm on, unco- you know what I mean? I don't sure. like it. I'm just yeah. like, cause I know that he's going for the laugh every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and I can't find it funny. And so I'm just like, you know, um, but yeah, I, hardcore is the only person I laughed at probably. That's so funny. I think it's, I feel like it's very telling about all of us that, you know, because I absolutely loved it. And I do like James Gunn and superhero movies, like hate superhero movies. I am obsessed with the title sequence. I watched it so many times. I don't skip it. <laughs> you know, it's just all the things that you two don't connect with, I am connecting with. And my challenge with the hardcore, maybe not the character, but my challenge with the actress, and maybe this is just baggage that I'm bringing into it, is that I know it's his girlfriend. And I don't know if she was the best casting choice for it. You know, I feel like there's a... Oh, I a, had no idea they were dating. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And I thought she did well. I thought she did fine, but it's just, and, and it's funny because I was like, oh, she's the least committed to the bits, which is the thing that you two find refreshing. But for me, I was like, she doesn't fit into this universe. And I don't know if, you know, that, because everyone Maybe else. Maybe she's is. meant to be us. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. You say but there's no I, place I, for me in your world, Dana? What? Are you saying there's no place for me in your world? There's no place for you in that world. <laughs> <laughs> just there's underwear dances only and eagerly and like title sequences you have to like the title sequence to be in this world i mean i think my favorite scene in the whole thing was them sitting in the car talking about the dog that wanted to wear the outfits oh 
So I thought it was funny when she was like, she was like, no, the dog doesn't want that, you know? And I thought that was, I mean, I don't know. But this, I mean, this might be, but I don't really understand is, so my thing, I guess, is I don't really understand. And maybe I wasn't paying enough attention or whatever. But why are they killing the human hosts of the butterflies if the butterflies survive? Uh, well, they that's a good learned, question. Yeah. Well, they I think learned. That, I think they don't know the butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was us. Le- they were learning that with us. Like, I don't. Oh, think, okay. I don't think Amanda even knows that. But I think obviously the girl who he slept with got obliterated, so that butterfly's gone. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think that the this scene, the ending, was supposed to show us like, oh. They're, they're actually going than, and they can just yeah. go take a new host, you know. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I thought maybe we – okay. I guess I just assume Amanda Waller knows everything. And so when it yeah. came out of the body, I was kind of like, oh, why are we killing people then? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel, were you two – did you two not even laugh at the joke where they're like, you're not very good with your code names? <laughs> like Operation no. like Starfish and Star Oat. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, I was – right. This is I mean, not I the just, show for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fine. But there was like – so one example of the the type like how this humor doesn't work for me very well is when someone says something mm-hmm. and this has happened in real life with people before that I just don't think are that funny in person but really want to be funny. Someone says something and you don't react the way that they hoped you would. Uh-huh. And so then like you're still talking and then they repeat it in hopes that maybe you just didn't hear it right. And the kind of writing that happens here is very, it was like when he was talking about the dick vampire thing. <laughs> He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And he mentioned, oh, am I a dick vampire? Like the whole okay, conversation, yeah, whatever. I... And then later on, it's like the end of the scene has to be like, oh, but be real with me. I'm a dick vampire, right? Like you had to repeat mm-hmm. it because you were right. worried we missed that you said dick vampire and you hope that it becomes a thing. And it's like, it feels like these attempts for everything to become like the next thing that everyone's sure. laughing about. And that I find insufferable. But, I do think that John Cena with his delivery style was born to <laughs> recite James Gunn dialogue. I do. And I, and I don't, I I this don't is an insult that. or a compliment. <laughs> I don't mean that to be mean. I think like, cause I don't think he's the best actor and I think he probably would tell you. I mean, I know, I, I don't know, yeah, he him, has, but I worked with him. I knew the guy for, for yeah, a little bit. He has bit, a limited range. Like it's I think not... that he'd be the first to tell you. Like he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just whatever. So I think that this is the perfect kind of thing for him. And I, and I really do give it, the credit that beyond all of that, that I do not like about it. And the fact that I, I don't think he's the strongest actor in all this and the, that I still, I think it's crafted in a way that is compelling mm-hmm. still. And it's, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it still says something that this thing can be nearly like a little over two and a half hours of footage already so far that I don't find funny. And it's mm-hmm. trying to be funny, but I'm still interested enough to keep watching. Yeah, that's fair. That still well, says it, something. It, it felt like a it felt like a comic that was interesting. Like, would be it felt like a comic book that I want to read because I want to understand how it fits into the universe. Mm-hmm. But the main character is just someone I don't enjoy, and so that's what it felt like the whole time I was watching it. And so, like, well. To that point, Jackie, I had an interesting thought about that. Like, well, you know, I, while I was watching, I was like, you know, I was trying to think, again, I enjoyed it enough, but I was trying to think how I would be responding to it if it were a Marvel show. Mm. And I'm only saying that because 
granted last year you know i wasn't a big fan of a big fan of loki i didn't think that show i didn't i just didn't really do it for me and there you know there have been misses and things in the mcu as well but part of the problem too is that the dceu has been so messy about trying to build anything Mm -hmm. that it's hard because i don't really find myself caring about how he or this fits into their bigger picture at all like it doesn't matter to me at all because their bigger picture is such a mess i don't even know what it is anymore and so whereas if it were an mcu show i'm like oh this is gonna matter Mm. but see that's exactly why i don't feel like i need to watch it after these first three you know what i mean because it's like yeah no you you are not gonna need to watch this to understand the next justice league yeah like i but that's also somewhat refreshing about it right like it's it's a standalone thing it's like that's okay that's totally okay it's more that i don't i i almost i do wish it had an added appeal of an underlying thing where you don't necessarily have to do it to understand the next justice league but where i cared about how it might affect things would be kind of yeah you know but i I just don't because they haven't earned that at all it's so funny. I just feel like it's like I'm on the flip side of where you two are on Boba Fett, right? Where I'm just like, what is happening? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is what it must feel like to be on. Um, no, I get what you're saying. I think for me, it's so funny because I was thinking about it. I was like, this is more, I don't know if it's actually appointment television, but I'm looking more forward to the next episode of this than I am Boba Fett. But at the same time, I couldn't care less what is happening in the greater plot of the show forward with this butterflies and all this stuff i'm like meh whatever it's happening i just want to go along like the silly jokes ride because i do like the commitment to the character i think that is what works i get what you're saying about just repeating it constantly and and this show more than let's say i think the best you know analogy of james gunn's other stuff is like drax right who is a character i also love where you know drax is very literal this character is very like one note you know like once an idea is in his head, he keeps repeating it. And so I'm like, I get what you're saying. But to me, I'm like, no, that's that the delivery is also, as you said, like what sells it for me is like, no, this is funny because of the way he does it. Yeah. And the character for me is it's, it's an easier character for me than Drax because I came into Drax with a lot of baggage that I could not let go. And so I cannot stand Dave Bautista as Drax and I cannot stand the iteration we've had in the MCU of Drax. This character, I know very little about, I think, the only I, I knew about Judo Master a little bit, but the only other character I think I really was familiar with at all was not even really the character that I'm familiar with in that it's it's the white dragon. <laughs> and I know that's oh. a mantle that has had a lot of different iterations in the in the DC universe. And I don't mm-hmm. think that his father was ever one that I came across. I don't know if he is one or not, but but that's the only character that I have really any sort of actual familiarity with. I've come across Peacemaker here and there, but I couldn't tell you two things about him besides the fact that he killed people. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I didn't yeah. I didn't recognize so, okay, anyone, nice. I don't think. But I Yeah. And I've I've read a fair amount of DC comics. I but most of my DC love lives in Gotham. So it's kind of, you know, this is hard. very removed from that. Yeah, yeah, this is not like very specific. this isn't the DC stuff that I usually read. I mean I did read some I read some new 52 uh, Suicide Squad for a while and I liked it, but this is very unrelated. So Yeah, I like Hawkman and Hawkman I know has fought the White Dragon. Mm. And so because I've read that, but <laughs> but it wasn't this it wasn't this guy. But yeah, I mean again, that being said, I think it I do think it flows really nicely as a show. Like I think it deserves to be a show. 
if that mm. makes sense. Like they've yeah, written yeah. something. I think that it's well done. And, you know, it's just not my thing, right? The thing. No, is, I like, think I that's think, all very valid. Like I think that, like you know, I actually thought that most of the special effects were well done. Mm-hmm. I thought that most of the show, like the art, art direction and all that stuff, is really good. I think the plot moved well. I think you know, basically, like if I liked this type of humor, I'd be obsessed with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a yeah. good, good superhero. Genre yeah, it wasn't it wasn't boring. And it and it no. feels expensive, you know, and it it it's definitely also I could I could see a little bit taking on a the boys vibe, I'd say. Mm-hmm. As far as like the feel of it. And that's yeah. I mean, being that it's adult, but also I, I think just the the kind of hokiness that is intentionally there when you see the boys dressed in their or not the boys, but the actual uh, supers the seven or whatever in their outfits and stuff and how it's this contrast of like the real world and you see this this guys and girls running around in like when they were at the costumes you know whatever yeah. yeah like and so i think it, it that juxtaposition like, it, like it's doing it in a very similar way that i do like i respond to that i think it looks great mm-hmm. i will i will to be fair i will give it a criticism that i've given every marvel show we've watched the wig on the woman <laughs> from the cheetah lady oh yeah that was, bad. was just like no <laughs> I like the Cheetah Lady because I thought that too. I was like, don't tell me. I was like, is Kristen Wiig so coming? Afraid. I was so is afraid it was going to be Cheetah. I was like, this can't, we can't. This I was like, is this another duration of Cheetah? Like, yeah, I was like, this is an unacceptable. I mean, at least like, she had like a, a wild haircut that like you would yeah. never wish on any actor. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a smile, but I was like, if we're going to commit to like the, the, the mullet, you know. Yeah. Just get cut someone's, you know, like the wig yeah. just, just, it was so poorly done. Well, but, and I will say like as silly as thinking about that fight scene and everything and watch it, whatever, I, I rolled my eyes at her and her cat mannerisms far less than I did at Kristen Wiig and Wonder Woman 1984. That's, I'm you that. that's, like, that's fair. I could I, not, <laughs> I could not look away in that scene from her wig and also his it's called the vascularity uh, like the so, but it's uh, also like uneven i hate it i can't <laughs> stand like, it like, so much from i don't know what you, i don't know i don't know how you fix that or like what you do but i hate <laughs> it but i was like he's not even flexing like is this just what john cena walks around like yeah I think it, it is. Kind of, it is. Yeah. Like I'm it. into it. I'm into it. Takes <laughs> yeah. a confident man to dance around in those tidy whities. I'm. I, oh, oh yeah. I mean, kudos to man. him. But it yeah. just, whatever. Yeah, He's getting paid a fortune. He, he he does well. Whatever. Well, also, he. I'm. You know, he takes care of himself. Like he clearly. You know. I just find the vein thing disgusting. It just is. Oh, yeah, but I was like, I don't think there's anything you can do about those veins, no, you know? Like that. Literally, I was like, because you know, bodybuilders and stuff like that, they're all about well, they do symmetry and. Well, I mean, you. I know for like women, when you get older and you have some of those veins in your leg, you can actually have them like not removed, but like killed sort of. So I don't think you don't need all of you your can veins. have his chest and body. I'm not saying that you should do it. And I I'm like and obviously like whatever, fuck your booty standards, like live your truth, whatever your body yeah. is like. Well, and if there was a world where he stopped being essentially a bodybuilder maybe they would fade a little bit because you're not being pushed out as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, knows, but to me, it was but... it was that they're uneven, right? Because I yeah, was like, yeah. oh my God, that just means like one side of his body is. I don't think yeah, it's for, yeah. it's just one of those things. I was like, what? No, but it was, it was noticeable. I, <laughs> I was also like, ooh. Like... Well, it's like, I couldn't even, and this is so vaguely, this is off topic, I guess, but we were, we were at the theater watching something and, um, oh, Scream. And there was a Marry Me trailer on it. And I just oh cannot, for the life, I cannot get over Owen Wilson's nose. Like, I just oh. don't know that I will ever get over it. No, you and won't. Like, like, why, why? 
it's for the same reasons, veins and wigs and all of the above, we will never know the answers. <laughs> I just... We will never know. We'll never know. These are the mysteries of the universe. Yeah, it's a lot. All right. Well, I'm I'm sad, but I understand that you will not be... Jackie, you were tapping out. Matt, no, you, I, I, I have hope. I have hope that maybe yeah. we can... It can't be. I mean, do we know how many episodes it is? I think it's eight. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know, we're almost halfway there. It was like, you right. know, and it was painless. I, saw, I did it all in one sitting. And I, just because, you know, I was just like, yeah. okay, whatever. I'll keep going. I enjoyed it enough. But, yeah. And I guess my last my last parting thought on the comedy, I the time I got closest to laughing and maybe, uh, like, internal laugh the most was actually the old man next door. I did like him. <laughs> I did like when he was cussing him out and stuff like that. Yeah. That was funny. All right. So I'll, I'll give you that because for right. some reason this this weird quirky dialogue and this style of comedy coming from like an old person I thought was funnier. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> On behalf of James Gunn, I accept your your yeah. internal that's, chuckle. That's my stamp. That's my stamp for James yeah. Gunn. He's he made me laugh with Rocket Raccoon. He and Bradley and the team. Oh, that's so funny because like I don't love. I mean I like Rocket, but I also Bradley annoys me. So yeah. Okay. Well, moving on to cheer. This was this was a tough this was tough this so, was weird this is the toughest thing yeah I, was that just I watched so, this week <laughs> so I I am I'm like only barely starting episode eight so I don't know the ending so I don't care all that much about spoilers except for I would like to not I'd like to not know who wins oh I, know, yeah I think I think with or without the ending you know because yeah, yeah. you got oh, yeah, are you, did, you start, did you start the Jerry episode or did you finish it yeah I got through I'm like on eight so okay, I just, I'm just like, you're, you're, you're like almost at the last. Yeah, you're one, almost right? done. Yeah. You're, you're, you're at Daytona. I'm like six. I'm almost. Yeah, I think they're going there. But it's I. I was just giving a disclaimer that like I. That's the yeah, only color I care about is the winner. Right. But other than that, I don't. Whatever. No, no. I just think that you yeah. know the world that this takes place in is so much darker than the world that the first season premiered in. <laughs> you well, know? I mean, we were all talking about. That's the funny because the like the first season wasn't exactly light either no but i think everyone glommed on to the positivity and you know they were on all those talk shows which they talked about and all this stuff and it was just unexpected and then in addition to you know 2020 and 2021 being hellscapes and i think the show does a really good job of addressing the strain of you know increased visibility and obviously like the actual things that came to light as a byproduct of the show about people like Jerry. And it, it just made me really sad because I was like, oh, Jerry was one of the most fun characters from the first season. And he was like super positive. And you see him like interacting with Biden. And I'm like, oh, no, like, no, it's bad. Everything's bad. Yeah. I mean, I remember when it happened in real time. So I was I was looking to see like how they would deal with everything like mm-hmm. would they just not discuss Sweet it the would they yeah. just take him out and i think i think it was a really really good choice to let the victims tell their story and then mm-hmm. not tell Der- jerry's anymore yeah. you know and just sort of cut him out of i mean they didn't completely cut him out you know because no, he was um, such an integral part of the first season it would have been really hard to be like mm. But they didn't really give him much screen time, and it was it was drastically cut from I'm sure what it would have been if he hadn't uh, turned out to be you know a pedophile. So I was I was happy with the way they sort of treated all that, you know. Yeah, I'll say that like I think the beginning, like the first four-ish episodes, and the thing is, is this is sort of my type of reality TV. I love competition reality TV, so I like I like learning about everyone on a team and. I like watching them 
you know, kill themselves towards a goal and like be so passionate towards it. Like that's kind of my thing. But I think the first like four ish episodes are really slow and kind of hard to get forward on. And I think it's mm-hmm. just because they really wanted to show us sort of what happened in 2020. And I get that, but I think it could have just been one episode, you know, just sort of like these are these characters that you love that will disappear, you know, soon and mm-hmm. then deal with all the other stuff. And yeah, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. I agree. I think it is too long. Like I, I, and you know, the first season is six episodes and I blazed through it in one day. This one, one, just because of tonally, I had to take a break. And two, it's three episodes longer and it feels long. And I feel like they could have done a couple paths. They could have cut at least like one to two episodes. I think it would have made sense to have an episode dedicated to the aftermath and the victims um, of Jerry. But I don't know if I needed two extra episodes on top of that to set up like, yes, it's great that we have these new characters and we're meeting new people, but... I just you know, don't I mean I don't really care about story. the other the other team I didn't really care about and their stories weren't that enthralling to me and so I think it would have been more interesting to just stay with Navarro but yeah I'm I'm I think I'm probably in a minority but I I'm having I mean I I, I hear everything that's going on that like Danny you said it was tough for you too and everything but I don't think this season's very good I don't think that mm. I I also objectively this is not my necessarily my favorite kind of docu series or documentary in that I have a hard time with with uh sports and stuff it's not it's not to say I mean I have no disrespect to what athletes and I think it's incredible what athletes do and, and can do and everything but I I find myself and as someone who you know never experienced anything to this level of intensity but did experience the strong-handedness somewhat bullying and kind of shame about being pushed into trying to be an athlete and not wanting to be one Mm-hmm. And kind of like the pressures and everything that go with it and everything like that. But just because of my body and who I am being like, oh, you're this huge guy. You should be a football star. You should play on football, whatever. And it's like when I don't want to play football. Oh, I was going to make a basketball joke. But okay. oh, too. Also, but, but, you know, it's like but when I don't but when I don't want to do it, right, it's right. like this thing where it's like, oh, my God. And it's like, you know, and people would kill. Well, it's not like you should feel this like shame, whatever. So I have this weird kind of reaction to watching people like kill themselves to do this thing and the feeling of shame when you don't make it where you want to make it and the feeling like to me like I like competition and I like sports being good you know team building and it, it builds good skills and social skills and learning to lose and trying to win this and that but people take it to a level that I think is like unhealthy and so my opinions mm-hmm. about what these coaches expect of these kids and all this stuff are are different than a lot of people that think and that I think it's like I honestly think it's like borderline abusive and so it's one of those things where even the first season, I, I realized I was telling Jackie just last week after we were like, oh, yeah, cheer. I was like, yeah, yeah, I watched the first season. I realized I'd never finished the first season. So, oh, wow. I, and it's not because I hated it or anything. I think no, I was no, watching no. Yeah, it. Just... And then it was interesting enough and I was interested in it, but then I was watching it and then I think something else came out and then I never went back to it. Like something I was waiting for probably came out and I watched. And so I went back and I rewatched the entire thing before watch, getting into this. So I've watched a oh, wow. lot of cheer in this last yeah. week. So I've almost 15 full episodes. And, That's a lot. And all that, that to be said, I'm able to get through it. I find enough of it interesting enough. And I do think it's put together nicely, especially mm-hmm. the first season and everything. And I have a lot of uh, sympathy for the editors in this season, especially because I got to tell you, like you both said, this thing is way too long. 
Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous that we had to sit through four episodes before learning about the Jerry thing and then and then COVID and a reset to the actual people on Matt at this point. And half of them are gone. And it's this thing where it's like the Jerry thing should have been a special, should have been its own special. Mm. It should have just, it had no, it, to me, it had no business being in this season of television. I think that Jerry should not have been in this at all. I think it was like, we all know it happened and then we're sitting here watching him. And yeah, he he would have been in it more, but he was in it plenty still. They were mm-hmm. showing him on the, and I get they want to show the trail of now the fame and what's happened, but I didn't care about that stuff. I'm like, I don't care that these kids are getting famous. Like, isn't this supposed to be about them working toward winning this, this thing? I think that it either was one or two things. The creators came and wanted to and pitched a season two and, and in order to differentiate Appease. it enough, because I don't, because I don't think the first season needed another season. I think it was just a special, right? And it's like, to me. I was shocked to hear we were getting a season two. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. thought so, the story was yeah. over. You know what I mean? I like, think, I, was, I, I thought I think we were going to focus on, like, a completely different group of people. Or, like, we just get to know a new group right. of kids. Different school, yeah, yeah. whatever. But not the same strange. schools. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but I think that their, their, their pitch was, oh, we'll start focusing on Trinity Valley also, so we'll make it like a bring it on type of thing. Or Netflix wanted a season two because it was such a runaway hit. And then the poor creators had to figure out a way to whatever, because they're like, we want a season two and we want it to be nine episodes. So they're like, okay, now we have to fill nine episodes. You had to go to Randy Bell. But even so, so much of this season is so repetitive as far as like, I don't know how many times I can hear a cheerleader sit there and talk about what it takes to be a cheerleader or how many times I can sit there through an interview of Monica talking about she doesn't care about winning, but winning's great. And like, oh, it's the same stuff over and over and over and over. I'm just like, well, can we, this is so repetitive for me. So I just don't think it's very good. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I, now that you verbalize in that way, like I don't disagree. I still watched it, but I, yeah. you know, I will fully. I think admit. I have like, cause the thing is, is like, I've always been really intense about sports, which is funny because I don't like watching sports, but mm-hmm. I remember being in wheelchair sports as a kid. And it was basically like, I mean, to be fair, it's like the only activity that was made for wheelchair users that I could even be a part of. And I'm actually ridiculously lucky that there was one near me. And, you know, and so anyway, so of course I got pushed into wheelchair sports as a young child. And I remember being on the basketball team and being ridiculously frustrated that my coaches didn't care and they thought that it was just for fun and getting to know each other. And I was just like, I wanted to win. And I wanted to play longer and I wanted to practice more. And I wanted, I was that intense child who was like, I wanted to be at practice for four hours if it meant we could win. You know, I was frustrated when they were like, oh no, it's just about, you know, you know, getting to know each other and having peers and all this bullshit. And I'm like, no, I don't want to lose, you know? So I, I understand what you're saying about the coaches being vaguely abusive, but I was also that child. So like I wanted that coach I wanted someone intense who would come in and like teach me what it was that I needed to do to actually win and I wanted to work for it which I think is you know part of the reason why I ended up being a Paralympian right like I was that fucking person who was like I will keep swimming until I get better at it until I'm the best at it you know and so I think that is also part of like I think it's kind of what draws me partially to the story too, because the story is about people as intense as I am, right? About that kind of stuff. And so like, I get it. I get the drive. Like, I understand why they're killing themselves for it. And like, I understand like the the frustrations and the, and all that stuff. But 
but in the same token, like I said, completely agree. There's too many episodes. It wasn't the, the narrative wasn't very cohesive. I mean, I think it took until four or five until we really understood where this show was going. And then it gets interrupted by the Jerry stuff. And then, you know, so it's like, I don't know, they could have been, they could have done a, a cleaner, better job of it. I think. Yeah. I, as someone who was incredibly competitive, but <laughs> learned early on team sports are not for me because I'm not, I refuse to be reliant on, you know, my peers <laughs> for our wins. <laughs> I, I also relate to, you know, some of the, the intrinsic push that a lot of them have. They, I agree with you about the coaches that I, you know, i didn't have a very good coaches in my life. And so I was just like sort of self-guided. So I, I don't know how I would have responded to, you know, a Monica, but my guess as to what happened is that it was like, okay, season one came out. It was like, oh my God, amazing job. Like, you know, this is a, a huge viral hit. They immediately go into production on season two, because if you look at some of the footage, it's like, oh, they clearly got, they started filming early 2020. And then, you know, shut it all down. And so that's when they were like, what else are we going to do? And then this whole Jerry thing comes along and they were like, all right, that's an episode too. And then just suddenly they find themselves with nine episodes. I don't think Netflix was like, we need nine. I think, I think Netflix they asked for eight. Oh, really? I just, I mean, that's just like, that's just my gut because it's like, I'm like, Every time you see a, a lot yeah. of times you see a successful show, they want to make it bigger. And then they're like, oh, let's have this element. And in all honesty, if you're focusing on Trinity Valley also, which they clearly plan to do from the beginning, they're thinking, oh, we can tack on two extra episodes because it's going to be splitting the time and it'll be more. Yeah. Thing. And then Jerry happened and that was like, oh, we'll do a whole episode of that. But, but I, I do, I, I do be wrong. Think, I, have no idea. I do think it was correct of them to do an entire episode to it. Like, I, I think it was such a grave matter. That and and also you know the abuse in other sports as well. Like, I yeah. I thought the way they handled it was within the best of their abilities. Like I did. You yeah. Know, I don't know another an e a better way to handle it. Well, and that's what I was saying. Like with the editors, I feel like they're given. I mean, a task to like okay, try to make all of this cohesive and interesting and whatever. And I think that they did a great job with what you know because it's just w yeah with whatever they were cobbling together i think i still think if i was the one that was like okay let's go ahead and figure out how to approach this i think you 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 utilize what you filmed in 2020 and you realize okay we're gonna have to do a major recap of where we were right what we were doing before covid maybe in an episode but i think that prior to this coming out i think you release you release a special that could have been an hour and a half to two hours about Jerry and, and about abuse in sports and all this, so, all this stuff. And then you go into season two and Jerry, I don't want to see it. I'm going to say if this had come out as a special, well, I guess people are like morbid and terrible and would watch it, but I don't know if as many people would have heard the story if it hasn't, it wasn't embedded in the middle of this. Right. Because oh, sure. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, maybe not, but I think that all the people that were excited to watch cheer would have watched the Jerry special. Because, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe not, but. Or maybe I you just, think, you know, it's season one. Episode one is just like a Jerry. Yeah, maybe it's a special like, on that. And then it you know, goes into, I don't, yeah. And then it yeah, goes into I, I, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I had like the emotional, but like it was really hard for yeah. me to watch that episode. And I was like, I yep, don't know it, if this had been like, hey, you have to hit play on this of your own volition. Yeah. It's not already embedded in the playlist. I don't know if I would have like done it. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I not. Because I, yeah. I was, I mean. I was invested in them, and so I wanted to know how everyone felt about it and, like, what happened yeah. and, like, that whole thing. Yeah. It's not that I didn't want to know. It's just, like, I didn't know if I had the emotional bandwidth to do it. Of oh, course. totally. Yeah, like, it's heavy. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I, I think I, I agree mostly, but at the same time also, like, 
when it comes to how it was handled. I, I did feel by the end of that episode, though, that, I don't know, it felt still a tad bit, not sympathetic to Jerry, but a, a tad bit kind of like, it, we're going through all this stuff, and then and then after you hear, you see, okay, the text about Jerry is still it being held, and since 2020 September, all this, whatever, mm-hmm. you see that. And then it goes to a slow-mo video of him, and it's him talking, and then the, the interview about how much cheer means to him, and it would keep him away from the bad stuff, and blah, blah. And it's very kind <laughs> of like, it felt like a eulogy in a kind of way where I'm like, you just showed me all this stuff. I want to never see this kid again. Like, I don't want to yeah. hear from him. And then it's like, it goes to him, and it goes to Monica talking about his letter, and blah, blah. And it's like a, kind of eulogizing him in a weird way. We don't see the twins again and everything. And it's like, I get that it's their kind of wrapping a bow on jerry's involvement in this world uh, in the show but it didn't feel i get that they're not gonna they that they're i get that they're, they're gonna they're trying to make a take an unbiased approach to the whole thing but but this mm-hmm. but this guy admitted to, to this stuff not everything i'm sure but he admitted like he you know like he is it is not up for debate whether he is guilty of this you know right and so it's something where i'm like this is a predator and i am i hope that that he gets reform and everything and changes i i don't i'm not i'm not someone who thinks oh man that means you go give him the chair i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying it's like right now as as how things stand i'm like i don't want to give this guy another thought and so it's i get it he's such a big part of everything so it's hard to just rip it away but i i think that they could have done a special or done it in a way that didn't feel as like make the viewer sad jerry's gone yeah that's how it made me feel that they were trying to get that emotion a little bit and Maybe. I, 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 mean, I thought it was more like I guess I took it more as like how it feels when someone you love turns out this way, mm-hmm. you know, and like the emotions and the complication of having loved someone that turned out to be a monster and sort of mourning that. Yeah, yeah and that's... Gabby gave me that and everything. People, they gave me that in the episode. It was just that it looked like it was ending and then they went into like a eulogy. Of him and I was yeah, like, I, it's I... that ending for me. I think for me, I agree with you in that the ending like was not particularly condemning and not that we have to be like, you know, justice is being served, you know, it won't undo what he did, but he is going to serve out, you know, but they weren't like, okay, like, yes, bad. I mean, that the whole episode is saying, yes, he did bad things, but it just felt like, and partially because like, you know, they, they didn't make the monster, but they certainly elevated the monster unknowingly you know because the whole thing is he was able to use his power and his clout from the show probably to like so i you know they are in a weird position too it's there's no easy way to but it's it's a weird position and it's hard there's no perfect way to handle it i'm sure it's kind of like the 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 lawyer had said about how monica responded to it and like i empathize with monica and i know these are like her children and she cares a great deal and it's hard and i don't know what that feels like to suddenly i thought that lady was wild i mean a lot of the stuff she said i liked but the stuff she said about how monica reacted i was like okay see i kind of agreed with her somewhat where i was like this again because it's not like this is a questionable thing like he's admitted to this stuff and i know monica doesn't have to say oh my god he's a piece of trash but like call it what it is and say what it is and, and 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 address that like this is an institution that you are a big part of it doesn't mean that you're responsible for this stuff happening right but this is a bigger problem that needs to be addressed in the world that you ex- that you exist in and that you are a huge player in. Yeah. Rather than kind yeah. of an open-ended like, oh, you know, victims of abuse, blah, 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 need our, need our support. I mean, I guess so, like, but no, like, these what do you... victims do, you know? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. But I also think it's like, it's so much to ask of people to really, you know, like in the middle of 
their pain and like all this stuff to to know exactly what to say you know and i don't think she said anything terrible and also i mean the show does point out earlier it doesn't matter what you say you're you lose no matter what so yeah 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 i just seemed it seemed really harsh to be like she should have said exactly sexual abuse you know what i mean and it's like okay i don't know even moving away from the jerry topic like i still i struggled with the season as a whole i ended up watching the last few episodes at like 1.25 to 1.5 speed until they got to the routines because i was like i just need to know (laughs) how that yep yep because I, I do like, want to see. I started. I started, like, I started fast forwarding through the Trinity people because I care about them way less. So I was there's, just kind of. There's like, a few Trinity people I was interested in, but as as I think Jackie, you were saying, like it's so uneven, and it's just like we ping around so much. You know, we're with this new group of people, and then we go over to Trinity, and we come back. I'm like, who? What is like? Where's the structure to this? You know, I, I yeah, like the kid D or whatever, and like I don't know. I liked the girl, the very talented girl from Trinity, um, not the one who's like the ringleader, but the I don't no like no the no. Oh, you mean the, the one the um the one uh, the the tumbler. She and her brother, yeah, yeah. came over mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever, and he didn't expect to get her because he was like, she's too good, like she doesn't want right. Like I, I like her. she didn't get enough space time. FaceTime because no. only like really intense girl got a lot of FaceTime. Well, and then it's like at one point, like I think it was in the last episode I'm watching, and it's like we're we're at home with intense girl and she's feeding her guinea pig, and I'm like, why oh. is this in the show? Like, there's so much fluff in the show. I don't yeah. understand. It's like just get back. I get we want to get to know the people, but it happens so much. We spend well, so much and it's time. Like, it's, it's just like, sad because like. It's hard because, yes, the first season was magical because these kids all happen to have tragically interesting backgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. And it turns out, I guess, the Trinity folk don't, right? And so we got all this time with them, and there was just very little, like, why do we spend so much time with the weird ex-head coach guy and, like, the second family he sort of lives with? I but like, because he was willing, and he to had do it. some girlfriend that he was with for like nine years or something, and then he was like, "I did That's the best." I mean, it's all just filler, like filler. Like it was just such a just bizarre. Like out. I was yeah. like, "Why do we care about this at all?" You know, like I mean, it didn't. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I hope we don't get a season three. This not. is, yeah. we need to end this here. Yeah, if I, we get I a season think... three, I want us to look at other schools, <laughs> or like you know, just just retire the navarro thing and just like move on the you know, hard thing is if these two schools are constantly top two but they're top two in a very specific okay, division but they tried really hard to make that true but it turns out because if you think about it i looked it up so navarro has won 14 times since she's been there and the other team has only won twice but that's it the other team used to be like considered yeah. maybe in like the 80s or something. or something yeah i don't know yeah well but all i mean is that like if these are the ones that are constantly winning. I can't imagine if Daytona is really the end all be all right now for this sport of kind of like what where you go to compete with only for community college. I can't. So yeah. like, oh, okay. So like yeah, real it, colleges like, have more than this. So, oh, okay. so like if they went and did like universities or whatever, then we could get oh, okay. more, could a different, different, interesting story. Yeah. I just, I promise you for the first season yeah. on an untried show, no university, a larger university was no. going to agree to allow this level of access and now it's like oh okay this is like a thing yeah we'll do it and also you know even even at daytona it's like if you hear them announcing the categories that they're competing it's it's a sub specific category within 
you know, community college within whatever, within size team. So I'm sure there are other, you know, groups they can. Yeah. I mean, they could even do something where like they follow Gabby, you know, and she's at a state school now and like with a, you know, a big uh, cheer program. Yeah. And you obviously, know? yeah, season one was was much better. But even then, I, I probably would have cut that down a little. I've, I was entertained enough by, but like, I don't think it needed to be six episodes. I think that we like, I think it's very stretched for what it is. And I think like, yeah. and 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 you know, we get all these backstories. But what something I was annoyed about in season one, and then season two, I thought the same. But then after COVID and stuff, now there's the cast changed so much. But in season one, I was like, every single person, I knew Jerry was going to make Matt because every single person we were getting backstory on was going to be in, was going to make Matt. Mm. And so there was no question in my mind because we were getting so much focus on him. He was clearly going to compete. Nobody compete. Nobody didn't compete that we didn't get a whole biography about. And it was very right. kind of like, okay, like the mystery behind that, or if that's supposed to be a, it was kind of a point of interest the whole time. Like, oh God, he wants it. And you're supposed to feel for him. And I did. But and this one, in this one, this, we did this, get that one character. We did get, yeah. And maybe yeah, that, maybe that addressed the criticisms or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah, I thought, you know, so maybe, oh, she's going to make mad, even though like they were like, you know, I thought, oh, she will. But then she's like not even there anymore. And she didn't know. I was like, she seemed very nice though. Yeah, no, she seemed really sweet and I liked her. But, I know, no, I know. But you know, I was like, was as soon like, as they, you know. Um, I, I gotta say, did either of you watch the, um, Formula One show on Netflix? No. I don't know if I did. When did that come out? Oh, it's been out for a while. There's like five seasons. Of, my sister is obsessed yeah, with it. Mm. And you know, it, Formula One is a, the, these are people making millions and millions of dollars in a, a, you know, it's not big in the U.S., but it's big in Europe and other countries. So it, it's not the same as following a community college, but it is similar in that it's like, okay, well, we're really going to follow a season. We're going to follow these players, all this, etc. And then Netflix is now also doing a tennis player one and a golf one. And I'm just like, golf. I don't know. I, I get, I, I do like sports stuff for the most part, but I don't know if I need this many things. I wish I could do in more interesting sports, like do something yeah. no one knows about, like synchronized swimming well, or, which is why cheer like, was fun, right? Where it was like, because yeah, cause, we don't cause really it's know something that that's much. kind of on the periphery where you're like, whatever. But like, synchronized swimming is like really difficult, and these people are really intense. And so it'd yeah. be really interesting to see a world that we don't really know much about, you know? And they yeah, get no like, nor- gonna- notoriety anywhere except for their own little circles, you know? Right. What are we going to do in golf? Be like, all right, you know, it's it's nine episodes, and most of it's just driving around in the golf cart. <laughs> like- I mean. I don't know that I could do that. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not suggesting we do it. I just, I just oh, remember just like... getting two notices recently, being like, "We're following the PGA tour." Like, I don't need this. Is not. I was like, I don't know not... what week it, what week that comes out, but I, I know. No, I'm no, busy. no. This is this, this is like going into I have production. Other things yeah. to do. Um, I know I've got plans next yep. year. Mm-hmm. So forever. <laughs> yeah, forever. Forever. Uh, yeah, because that that could not sound less interesting. And I agree that like you know cheer was an interesting niche in the way that I think it was so oddly accessible and that like we we all have seen cheerleaders and like you know yeah. obviously it's one of those sports that it's one of the rare ones I think that competitive cheer and what they're doing in this level of acrobat <laughs> you know craziness that's happening is so not what most of us experienced at our high schools right. and I don't know I can't say for sure when I was made aware of that but I'm guessing it was bring it on I really did like Bring It On when it came out. And I, I still enjoy Bring It On. I think it's fun. It's very problematic. I think it's fun. But I uh, I remember seeing that in the theater and being like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But I don't know that I knew that cheer was like that. 
I didn't even think it was actually like that. (laughs) I just assumed Bring It On was like a, you know. I was, I was a cheerleader in seventh grade. And so we went, we went to a cheer competition once and saw things there that I was like, oh, because we were in a, you know, a division that wasn't, you know, not doing those things clearly. But like watching, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was eye-opening at that time too, where I was like, wow. And so it's untapped, you know. I can't imagine you being forced to muster enthusiasm for things that you just don't care about. Like nobody can make you do anything you want. I mean, I can't imagine you being like, I, I wanted to be a cheerleader. Fo- go football team. No, no. It's not that you don't want to be a cheerleader, but like once you're actually there, it's like, oh, they're bad. Sport you don't care about. I, I, like <laughs> not, not more teams really you're cheering so for, right? Um, we actually, it was more about competing with the the other cheer. The other cheer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we didn't yeah. care about the game in any way, shape or form, to be honest. Right. It was just like if they did cheer, we did cheer. And then, you know, it was us against yeah, them. That, that was one of the funny things about, you know, the season of cheers being like, oh, yeah, they technically speaking have to go support other, no. you know, the, the, was, the that, no, teams. Honestly, there. that was a TV thing. There's no way that those cheerleaders are actually at those games. There was not enough room I could for them. see the not There was that nowhere ones. to put them. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, don't, I could see I the mean, people who don't make the cut. Like, yeah, you know. I thought that was just a TV show thing where they were like, yeah, but it was, it was, you know, game. conceptually, yeah, like funny to just finally acknowledge. Anyway, all right, well, cheer season two, it 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 came, it saw it. I don't think it conquered. Let's let's wrap up with what we're watching this week that we didn't already cover. Mine's a bad example because we did cover it, but I've just been watching a lot of Eternals. <laughs> I just want to give a PSA. That's fine. You're, that you're recovering. I knew that was going to be your answer, but yeah, I'm recovering Eternals because it's just that good. And I'm telling you, like, just I think this movie is going to have a, a long life ahead of it that people are going to slowly be realizing that they're wrong, and it's actually great. I also watched Eternals, which is great, but I'll talk about something else because it's boring. <laughs> I well, okay, we'll just be honest about who I am as a person and what I've been watching. And this is a judgment-free. Yeah. I've been watching before the 90 days. Uh, fiance. So there's a whole like these are my favorite shows. Oh, I didn't no idea. So oh, I'm a, like I've been watching since like season one. So I uh, during during the pandemic, I think I don't know. <laughs> it all comes together. I I binged all of Ninety Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. Like well, everything that was what? on Discovery Plus, uh, the, just the original show. And so it turns mm-hmm. out there's like a ton of spinoff shows, and I had no idea, and I didn't even I didn't know where to start or what to do. And so I just decided to start with before the 90 days. So I, mm. I watched season one of that and now I'm, I'm going into season two of before the 90 days, which is funny because I'm actually meeting people that I knew from 90 day fiance, but it's sort of like mm-hmm. a prequel of what they were doing before. I would highly recommend 90 day fiance the other way, oh. which Matt, are you familiar with 90 day fiance at all? I mean, I'm familiar with Just conceptually. Yeah. 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 So, so 90 Day Fiance, the other way, though, features Americans who, you know, their, their partner cannot get a visa. Like, it's not going to happen. And so they go abroad. It is fascinating. Okay. I'm, I mean, yeah. This is the, you know, in the way that I can't watch, you know, housewife shows, this is my version. Oh, I know. I love 90 Day Fiance. I've been a 90 Day Fiance person since day one. I am so delighted that you I'm are now in. I texting you about things because, Please do. You know, I have many I, uh, a text thread about. I don't, um, you know, uh, it's, I'm watching them out of order and it's strange. So I need to figure out like the best way to go about this in the future. But here we are. Yes. Before the 90 Days is great. But other way, 
Single Life. When, single Life is like the last one you should watch because like you you know it's these people who so many people work yeah. out right and then yeah. they end up on there yeah yeah all right well I I'm late to the game on this but I finally started Search Party oh yeah I don't even know what that is I don't know how to describe it yeah I was like I <laughs> I did a couple of episodes and I I didn't dislike it or anything but I was like hey. yeah. Yeah. It's um, Aaliyah Shawkat from Arrested Development and being the Ricardos. And it's it started as a TBS show, I guess, but then HBO picked it up and saved it. And then they just had their last season air or just like it just dropped. And so I was like, okay, fine. I, I guess I'll watch it. Oh, this looks interesting. Yeah, it's it's like a bunch of, it's four friends. And the first season is them on the trail of somebody they knew from college going missing. And now I, I was like, I don't know how this show extends beyond the first season, but now I'm seeing where it goes and I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, but I'm now on season three. They're, they're 20 minute episodes or 23 minute episodes. So it's not like a huge commitment. I think it's like 10 per season. Yeah. And the final season's like out right now, right? It's like. Yeah, yeah. So the final season just came out. And in fact, it was like Peacemaker and <laughs> Search Party last season. I was like, I guess I'm done with Peacemaker. So until the next one. So I, I'll watch, you know, this finally. Yeah, it's it's good. It's tough it's tough there are some very well done stressful moments about like friendships i think especially when like you're in a pressure circumstance and that i'm trying not to spoil anything that is what i will say about that interesting yes and then the uh, uh, john cena connection matt you watched vacation friends yeah yeah his what his character's wife in vacation friends is in this and then i was like she looks so familiar what I, she's also married to wyatt russell from falcon winter soldier Yep. Yep. John Walker. Small world. <laughs> anyway, search party. At some point, we'll get, we're already kind of there, but at some point, we'll get to an area where everybody is either related to one or affiliated with one or best friends with one or whatever, oh, or is a superhero. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or at least in a comic book movie. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's going to get to the point where, like, you haven't made it if you haven't played a superhero yet in some form or another. I mean, I feel like we're already at that stage. Yeah. Or, or, the flip side where like you are like I am above and beyond because I haven't succumbed to a superhero movie. <laughs> you yeah, know I feel like I mean? a superhero those, movie those would be, they look like so much fun that it just oh, feels like but, but well, the, also the, yeah. the auteurs out there. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say something I completely forgot. That you really want Meryl Streep to be in one? Oh my god, that'd be great. Is that what you're Okay. I would yeah. love it. I would love I just I want I'm everyone close. I love like, to we're getting, play. We're getting close to Yeah, I want everyone I love to be in one of the Marvel movies at some point. Yes. It would just make I still think happy. Olivia Coleman from last week. Like, that is my new dream yeah. casting that we need to make happen. Like, I can't imagine she won't be at some point, but I don't know. Well, I guess we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Anyway. For her. All right. Well, a, a lot a lot to digest this week. We had a lot to watch. So we did. Thank you both. That's what I was going to say is like, I have rewatched the Turtles and stuff, but like, I mean, watching all of these cheer episodes, like I just haven't had the time to watch anything else. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you know Very fair. Mean? Yeah. It was yeah. a lot. It was a lot. And then Matt yeah, and I he... also watched Scream. So it was like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I <laughs> I thought about I thought about trying to sprint through Scream today, but I was like, oh. the, the new one or the yeah. old one because I've never seen it. Well, because like, yeah, I would say don't. I mean, I guess it would be kind of interesting if you only well, this new this one, one. You have to watch the first if, one to watch this. Because the thing right, is, if right. you don't watch the first one, I don't understand how you would like this one. But then I also am vaguely curious to know like what it feels like to have never seen the first one and then get jump get like put into this one because they clearly are trying to go for like a younger audience or something too. So maybe. Yeah, I just, I was like, you know, what if I did the screams back to back? Not because I was like, there's no way I can do one. Uh, there's no way I can do two, three, four 
and then five, but I was like, oh, yeah, but then I just gave up and I, I just watched a bunch of search party. I was going to say, like, I would like to implore you to not be that person who watches the fifth one because, like, if you watch a screen movie and you already kind of feel like it's probably not for you and that's the only one you watch. Oh, that's true. I want you to enjoy well, I it. I wouldn't do that. I would do one no, and I know. five. I was gonna say, but yeah, yeah, but it's, I'm not going to like it because I don't like being scared. That's what I mean is if like, I just mean if yeah. with, with what Jackie was saying. It was like, oh, I wonder what someone would think of this. Without having, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I I'm agree. not the right person. I agree. But don't don't do guinea pig, I don't want to guinea pig you, but like, you know, yeah. if, if, if I could like hear some millennial yeah. or somebody else, or Gen Z talking about it, I would be curious to know what they thought if they've never I seen a screen movie. What, what a disservice. Yeah. They would do but, um, Definitely, like, if you ever watch just a single screen movie, please just watch the first one. Well, yes. I mean, that would be the, the foundational. I, do, I will say, as, a, as an aside, I watched the fourth Hotel Transylvania to review. I haven't done that. Oh, I like most of those movies. <laughs> really? I do. Oh, my God. I, so I had not seen one, two, or three. I don't know that I've, I've actually maybe not seen three or four. But I, I liked one and two, I think. I am surprised by this information. I saw like a an anim test of one at Comic-Con years ago and I was like, that's enough for me. <laughs> Too much. I'm good. There's a lot going on. Sure. I'm good. <laughs> so I'd be curious what you think of four since you actually liked the first few. But yeah, uh, I mean, like I force that upon anyone. I'm not going to yeah. say they're like great films or anything, but no, no, no. But even <laughs> like I was like, I have a headache after watching this. So <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both. Thank you all. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of quick follow-up points. So Boba Fett says he's the new daimyo of Moss Espa. And a daimyo is a Japanese term for uh, feudal lords in the I think, 10th to 19th century. So uh, not not a don, but still, uh, still, you know, that sort of land baron type thing. And then as Matt mentioned, the Hutt clan syndicate falls from power after the death of Jabba. Book of Boba Fett is sort of the furthest we are in where their journey is going. And then as for Moon Knight, so uh, dissociative identity disorder is a mental health condition. This is according to the Cleveland Clinic. And someone with DID has multiple distinct personalities. The various identities control a person's behavior at different times. The condition can cause memory loss, delusions, and depression. Uh, DID is usually caused by past trauma, apparently. And the disorder affects between 0.01 and 1% of the population. It can occur at any age. And apparently women are more likely than men to have dissociative identity disorder. So... Uh, we still don't know what that means for Moon Knight itself, uh, but, you know, we're going to find out on March 30th. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.